1: Welcome into this October 17th edition of Monday Scramble. No Monday blues here because the PGA Tour season for 2016-2017 is already here, right, guys?
3: Like it never left.
1: No. I'm not
3: sure that's necessarily
4: the Monday blues for us, but (laughs) (laughs) go on.
1: Oh, come on. All right, well, Will Gray, Ryan Lavner, I'm Chantel McCabe. And the first one is already wrapped up in Napa, California. your initial reactions?
4: It was a sloppy, sleepy (laughs) season opener. That was won by Brendan Steele. Congrats to Brendan Steele. Second, PGA Tour title. First in five years, but uh, this was not exactly the Monday that we were anticipating. We thought Tiger was going to be here. We thought we were going to have a whole lot of things to dissect from his health to his
3: swing to what the future holds for him. Just didn't pan out. Instead, we get Brendan Steele. Instead, we get Brendan A worthy Steele. and deserving winner of an excellent trophy. They upgraded the trophy this year. It's now a a wine barrel sort of thing. I don't I know if it. there was... Like a, a spigot there on the side where you can kind of tap into a cab or something. But uh, definitely creative T-markers and trophies this, this week. But as Lav said, this, I mean, by the time we get to Christmas or February or whatever, this will not be a remembered week. You
4: know it's a boring tournament when we're talking about the T-markers and the trophies. That's all i got. That's all i Come we
1: got. on. Well, you said that you expected <laughs> to talk about Tiger Woods, but Johnny Miller was not expecting to talk about Tiger Woods on this Monday. But let's welcome in Rex Hoggard. Rex, thanks for joining us. And we're going to talk a little Phil Mickelson if we want to talk about some excitement. Well, what do you think about his play um, finishing T-8th?
2: Uh, I think I'm going to change the mood of this entire conversation. because <laughs> out guys yeah, do. Yeah, and I thought it was a pretty cool tournament. I, I did like the T-markers. I, I liked and it. That's called a cast. By the way, it's a wine cast, just in case you're curious. Uh Uh, And I was very impressed with Phil. And, and look, he didn't win. He finishes up the year without a win for just the fifth time in his career as a professional. But talking with him last week, it's amazing how that one week at Hazel Team completely changed the outlook of his entire season. I mean, you wouldn't think a player of his level would look back at a season like he just had, which was a good season. It was an okay season, but for a player of that caliber, you don't get a win, you don't think it's a very successful year, but, I mean, he was absolutely giddy talking about 2016, and it was really based almost entirely on that Ryder Cup victory, and you know, a little bit to a certain extent, Royal Troon, and in that heated uh, exchange he had with Henrik Stenson, but, I mean, what happened at the Ryder Cup absolutely made his season. Well, Rex, uh,
3: certainly I would say that Phil was a little invested in the Ryder Cup outcome, for better or worse. Whatever he was, all in uh, from the from the moment they left Glen Eagles, and so I think that that it plays a big role in in how important he made that tournament for him and for his season. But you know, I was writing last night and going back, looking at just his stat line over the last year or two. It's amazing to see that at age 46, he made substantial and tangible gains in putting, in approach shots, in pretty much everything except the driver, which he said. This week in Napa he was trying to work on. But, uh, you know, coming into this year with so many more questions than answers, were you surprised to see Mickelson make those type of gains?
2: Uh, a little surprised. Let's face it, you get to a point in your career and, and, and maybe you lose focus a little bit. Certainly if your energy levels drop down. But, I mean, the, the work that he's done with swing coach Andrew Getson I think the work that he's done in the gym, everything that he's done over the last two years has been geared towards the idea that he really feels like he can be competitive well into his late 40s, maybe even his early 50s. I mean, a sign of that was asked him point blank in 2018, in two years when we go to France, is he going to go as a player or as a captain slash vice captain? And he didn't mix any words. He's going as a player. I thought it was one of his better quotes of the year, and he said, "Look, for the last 22 years, no one has been been able to kick me out of the top 10 in the American rankings on that Ryder Cup points list. He doesn't know why it would happen over the next two years. So." I mean, as surprising as it might seem to us right now, sitting around talking about it when Phil is 48 and he's going to qualify for yet another U.S. Ryder Cup team, I think in his mind it's a very real likelihood.
4: But, Rex, it is still clear that Phil needs to make some pretty massive improvements in terms of his driving. He was outside the top 30 in both strokes gained off the tee and in driving accuracy. He's just not putting the ball in play well enough. That was really his undoing. At Silverado, it's a tree-line golf course. They are playing preferred lives the last couple of rounds. You need to put the ball in the short grass, and he was unable to do that. How confident are you that, yes, you mentioned Phil hasn't won for the third consecutive season, that he's actually trending in the right direction in that department and can get a W soon?
2: I don't know that he is, and I don't know that it matters. I mean, let's face it. He has never been a straight driver of the golf ball. He never stands on his team.
4: This is worse than it's ever been.
2: Well, no, it was worse. It was great. worse two years ago. Well, I mean, we can sit here and, and go back. I mean, let, let's face it. There have been times in his career. Let's go back to Wingfoot in the U.S. Open. I mean, I think he only hit one, two fairways in that final round on Sunday, and it, the been golf three. guys weren't going to let him win that three. So, I, he's never been accused of being a straight driver of the golf ball. Can he make incremental improvements and start putting himself into a little bit less worse position, if that's the way you can put it, and giving that short game and that iron play and that putting an opportunity to shine. Yes, of course he can. He talked about biomechanics and, again, working with with Andrew Getson and trying to figure this out. But I, he's never going to be Henrik Stenson. He's never going to be the guy that goes out and hits you know, every fairway. That's just not in his M.O., but he can certainly make improvements and next year get that win, put himself back in contention at Augusta. These are the things that matter to him.
1: Rex, with the improvements that we have seen from Phil Mickelson, he hasn't won in 72 consecutive worldwide starts. Obviously, his last win was in 2013. Do you see the next time he tees up an opportunity for him to win at all this season?
2: Uh, I do, because you look at where he's going to play, I think his next start is probably either going to be Torrey Pines, and then after that, my guess is career builder, if I'm looking at the schedule correctly. And Let's face it, you don't have to be particularly straight at the career builder. It's going to be a tournament that he's going to be involved with. It's something that's important to him. And I think if you look at the places where he has played throughout his career, I can definitely see him uh, getting on the board early. I mean, specifically, you start looking at next year's majors when they go to Quail Hollow for the PGA, he has an excellent record there. So I think the entire schedule sets up pretty well for him.
4: Yeah, it's a good point about the PGA. He does have a good record uh, in Charlotte. All right, Rex, Brandle and Noda got into a conversation about Phil over the weekend. They mentioned that Phil's goal is to reach 50 PGA Tour titles. He currently has 42, and they were both in agreement that Phil is going to get to 50, which I just thought was unbelievably misguided.
1: Why? He says he has more energy than ever. Okay, hey, energy has led like to zero wins in three years. He yeah. has
4: not won in more than three years. Tiger Woods has won more recently than Phil Mickelson. Rex convinced me that Phil is going to get to the big 5-0.
2: I can't. I don't think he will. I mean, that 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 is a heck of a career. Headline. I don't I mean, even think you, he's going to get think, close. No. I mean, he might get close when you consider Davis Love at 51 won last year at the Wyndham Championship. And if Phil starts embracing tournaments like this, I, I think that's where the question comes in, right? Where in recent years, Phil has talked specifically about losing focus on the golf course. And it's not until he shows up at the majors and then, of course, the Ryder Cup, where he talks about really focusing in and really doing his best work. If he can find a way to channel that into these starts, like at the Career Builder, and if he plays the Windham and some of these other starts, he certainly has an opportunity. But, man, I mean, that, that's a lot to win in your late 40s. I don't see him getting
4: 50. And you also remember, in 2017, I think that's going to be a good gut-check time for him. This year, he was very motivated to qualify for that Ryder Cup team. What is dangling out in front of him in 2017? I think that kind of remains to be seen. Trip to Liberty National. President's Cup. Lab. Yeah. New Jersey in October. Book it. <laughs> Phil Phil does not have the pressure on him at Liberty National that he had at Hazleton. I think he needs to find a new little carrot.
1: Okay, let's say in front of him. You mentioned his driving. Let's say his driving dramatically improves. Which
4: it won't. But he can he can get slightly better. Okay,
1: yeah. so let's say it increases by 10%. Is that a possibility for him to get to 50? It's still a no, very tall no. task.
3: I see no I see no, no scenario way where they, I mean We're you're all talking in agreement here. you're talking about stringing together multiple seasons with multiple wins. And he's going to be 47 in June. I I mean, I don't know where they're picking that number out of the hat. I think that 45 or 46, if he gets three or four more wins, I think that's good. I'm in agreement with Rex. I totally expect Phil to win after age 50, maybe one or two times. I think he could win at the Masters after age 50. But, I mean, you're talking about getting eight
4: more times. Yeah,
3: you're talking about he's probably got to get at least – Five wins before he turns fifty for me to even think that that's a reasonable number, and I don't see him getting five wins over the next three or four. There are years. There's some great players on the PJ Tour who don't even have eight career victories. I mean, how, he, many, how
4: many does Spieth have at this point? He can't be. He's got a little more than that. He's eight, nine, nine ten, close, something like yes. that. And but the, I think the the biggest thing for Phil is that he's losing distance. He's hemorrhaging distance off the tee. He lost five yards off the tee from two thousand fifteen to two thousand sixteen. That's kind of where he's getting in trouble with the driving. He's trying to find new and interesting ways. To gain distance. He's only going to get shorter right. as he gets older. That's really, he's, he's going to need to try and be careful here.
3: I mean, everyone touts long swing, long career, and that's certainly been the case with Phil, but at some point, Father Time, undefeated. That I don't whether it's going to hit him at 47 or 49 or 52. We saw Peyton Manning dissolve like a saltine cracker over the last you know, year or so, and it happens to everyone, and it's going to happen to Phil eventually.
4: Long swing, long career, long swing errantness.
1: Well, let's, we can combine Jordan Spieth with eight career wins and Phil Mickelson, 50. Boom. All right, we're there done with go. that conversation. Best ball. Be a great <laughs> best
3: ball at Liberty National.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, final thoughts, Rex. Uh, what do you see coming for the future of this season with a few more fall events? What, what do we look forward to next?
2: It will be interesting because you would have thought that everyone would have shut it down because it was such a, a long season, but you start looking at the schedule, and, and some players will start playing in the fall. But the one thing, it happened in the, the previous fall, and I, I can see it happening again, where you end up with a lot of rookies that suddenly really make a name for themselves. Last year it was Rio and, uh, and Smiley Coffin. I will be interested in to see who, who steps up and does that this time around.
4: Any, any picks, Rex? Any picks of who's going to do that? For me, it's, for me, it's got to be John Rahm.
2: Uh, John Rahm was very impressive last week, and he also bought one for the entire press center after he made a hole-in-one on Thursday, so I'm a big fan of him already. But uh, there's a couple of guys. I mean, I kind of went over this last week, and it's really a a very deep rookie class when you start considering, and even if you don't count the technical rookies. I mean, obviously, Andrew B. Johnson is not considered a technical rookie, but he will be playing his first season on the PGA Tour. So, I mean, there are some players out there. Uh, I think Ollie Snodigans is another player that really stands out.
3: Rex outside of the free wine from John Rahm, did uh, any blend stick out for you during your your week in Napa?
2: I am not a connoisseur like Lavner is, but he, he I think Silver Rock is the one he sent me to. And Silver I Oak. All Silver, Oak. Oak. Silver, Silver Oak
4: Rock. Silver, Rock. Silver Rock is a terrific I golf
2: to course. your palate a little Rock. more.
3: Whisper Rock. <laughs> Yeah, if they serve Silver Oak at Whisper Rock, we have the Rex Hoggard blend.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't, I don't have the wine palate that Slab does. I apologize.
4: You, you also don't have the beer palate, but that's a that's another story.
1: All right, Rex, we'll let you get back to your wine tasting. We'll talk to you next time.
3: See you, Rexy. See you guys.
1: All right, so there you have your fall picks. What do you all think about uh, the rest of events this calendar year, I should say?
3: yeah I'm looking for something give give me give me anything give really. me something you know last year you had yeah you had Smiley shoot a 61 in, in Vegas to win you had Justin Thomas breakthrough I think that was kind of the highlight for me of last year's fall where you have a player that could have won and maybe should have won the year before and finally gets a stamp and you could see that with a guy like Patton Kazire who spit the bit frankly uh, on Sunday in Napa but you know, there's, there's got to be something to, to tune in. The next two weeks, they're in Asia. It's going to be a little tough with the time difference, trying to catch up on everything. But this is, it's amazing that the way that the Tour has scheduled everything now, that there is a huge emphasis on this fall portion as it relates to how people do in the playoffs and getting the Tour Championship. High correlation between guys like Brendan Steele now who bank a win 10 months or 11 months before the tour, be the tour Championship... championship then he's got a huge advantage of making it to East Lake. That unlocks the door for everything the following season.
1: Well, that's how they want it to work. That's why that's how, yeah, that
3: well, they how. it Well, I'm not sure it, it should work like that. Right. They're, they're, create, they're adding incentive here to get guys to go play, to get people to tune in. I don't know that either of them are really, frankly, panning out as much as they would have wanted. I think that this past week was basically a worst-case scenario for the tour when you had the high and the potential of having Tiger Woods teeing it up and then you have not only a tigerless field, but you have a rain delay tournament, you've got soggy fairways, you're butting up against a Cubs Dodgers NLCS Sunday night, you've got Sunday night football on, and we're watching Pat and Kazire take a casual water drop on the eighteenth hole trying to catch Brendan Steele. That's not gonna draw the eyeballs and get the attention that I think that the tour would have liked. And Phil got absolutely
4: blasted for this when he said it a couple years ago. But when the PJ when the PJ of America took away the Ryder Cup points, points for the fall section. Phil was quoted as saying that the fall is giving a head start to the bottom third of the PGA Tour, and everyone was, oh my, was was a at that comment. Oh my God, you're calling out kind of the tour's middle class. But he's it's right true. yeah he's totally if right you look at that field at the safeway open it is a bunch of web.com graduates it's a bunch of journeymen like brendan Steele who are just trying to get a head start they've been playing this long season they're trying to get a little bit of a head start before you head into the holiday break you can't blame them for playing that you can't blame the PJ tour it's not like they're going to just eliminate these tournaments and turn down the sponsors and millions and millions of dollars that's not going to happen But the product does suffer, and I think you're going to see that over the next couple weeks.
1: We look at the names that were there versus the names that weren't there consecutively every single year in this fall season, Um, what would be, if you're totally putting sponsorship aside, what would be the ideal time that you'd have the wraparound season begin?
3: I would end the wrap part of the wraparound season. We need to just stop doing this. You're seeing Jason Day, Justin Rose, top flight stars now having to take time off because they're injured, because they don't have enough time to heal their bodies. We've seen guys in the middle of the season taking weeks off at a time, skipping events that they normally would play because they know the gauntlet that lies ahead the next five, six, seven months. Now, granted, 2016 was a little more crowded and crazy of a schedule than usual, but you don't need to be playing so much golf at this part of the year. I think that an actual off-season would do a lot of good.
4: If in, a, in an absolutely perfect world, the PGA Tour season would end on Labor Day. Yes it would end there, it's before football, you're not dividing any of your viewership, you end it there, and you still have to remember that Europe's big stars, Rory, usually Justin Rose if he wasn't injured, Stenson. Henrik Stenson, all of these players, Danny Willett, they still have that European final race sir. to Dubai That's final series, that three or four event series that they have coming up. So that takes up their November. So those guys are still playing a lot of golf over the year. But give these PGA Tour guys, if they want to go play in Europe, that would – Potentially be a, a carrot that they can dangle for PGA tour. It needs to end on Labor Day Give these guys a chance to not only refresh but give fans a chance to take a breather
3: and actually miss the sport I mean, I totally understand the tour from the tour's perspective if there's a sponsor that's gonna sign the you're check are gonna turn it down. set up the Ever. field The guys are gonna come play when you're putting a master's invitation on the line You're putting a two-year exemption on the line They're gonna show up and they're gonna play it out, but it does I think tend to water down the product in these six or seven weeks that when you get to February, you're not even going to re- remember what had happened, although it will be the springboard for guys like Brendan Steele. Last year we saw Graham McDowell win in Mexico, then finish third at Sea Island, and that really jump-started his entire season. Russell Knox as well getting the win in China. So if, if you play well, it's a huge advantage going forward through the rest of the season. But overall, I don't know that it's doing the product a lot of good. It is just, it's just a, it's a running joke now for the players. Oh, what'd
4: you do during your eleven day off season? It's if it's basically just a joke. They know they're there because they need to get a head start. If you're a Rory or you're a Spieth or you're a Jason Day or a Dustin Johnson, you don't have to play these events at all. You Jim Furick because you can make up ground. Jim Furick
3: showed up at Quail Hollow in May and still and still should have should have made, made it the playoffs. BMW. Yeah he right. made it in the Deutsche Bank. So yeah.
1: Definitely plenty of reasons <laughs> to argue that case. No shortage of that. But as we had talked about before we even started the podcast here it's almost like a training season uh, for the web.com tour graduates so over the last four days at Safeway who do you think was able to capitalize on just getting that jump start
3: well I think as you pointed out John Rahm is, is definitely the guy to watch I think this year it's Rahm and DeChambeau neither of them are eligible for the rookie of the year award because they've made too many starts beforehand but I think that those are the two guys that you're looking to make the jump that they went kind of unconventional ways to get their PGA Tour card. Rom got enough points last season. Deshambo had to go through the web.com Tour Finals, where he won. I think that those are the two guys, and Rom played a little better this past week, that uh, I, I have circled to see breakthrough. And I've said, I think I said this last week, so I'll just say it every week. I think John Rahm is making the 2018 Ryder Cup team for Europe.
4: I'm, I'm throwing so, in I a fun
1: th- question for you. Okay, you ready for this?
4: Can I, can I have a
3: rebuttal
1: on that one? Okay, go ahead.
4: And I think John Rahm is going to win twice this season well, Thomas Whoa! Peters gets to the top 10 and, and I also think wins. you have to throw Ali Schneider Jans yes. Into that mix Cody Gribble is the only rookie Uh to finish in the top 10 in Napa So that's something to keep an eye on to jordan
3: speith's Roommate I believe cody girl who knows. who got his card when you got rained out Chantel, at uh The hurricane web.com tour championship.
1: Yes, he was an excited guy. All right and now. I, I
3: want to, I want to hear your question for the, last. Okay, this well, I know
1: that they just um are now Putting um, Bryson DeChambeau's clubs on sale is very mechanically designed, all the same size clubs. Would you play with them? No. Would you give them a try?
2: No. Why not? You
3: have to have you a put very every, particular you swing. You put everything in your bag for at least three holes. Why would you not put DeChambeau's
4: irons in? you have to have a very particular swing. I can't even, I literally can't even contort my arms. Have you tried it? Posi- I have tried it. Everyone's tried it. You, if you watch Bryson DeChambeau, I covered his USAN victory. where It was one of the most impressive ball striking exhibitions I've ever seen. It was un believable what he was able to do. So I went back to the hotel room. I started I started trying to get my arms up there. You can't swing. It's not possible. So no, I wouldn't try it. in
3: the plane? You can't That's all do. You it. Need. Go well, with you go with like swing, swing type 24A. I must
4: so have little stubby arms or something, but they do not get in the proper position. Bryson DeChambeau is an athletic freak with a terrific
3: golf swing.
1: Yes, well, would you try it?
3: Sure, why not? Uh, they'll still slice out 10 yards, and then I'll be frustrated again. But uh, I, w- I would try it. I have not, you know, if I covered that USA, maybe I would have gone back to the hotel room and tried that, or maybe I would have tried to write cursive backwards with left-handed or whatever. But, uh, float, yeah. Float, I, float some Epsom balls. Float some balls and salt, yeah. So I would I would certainly give it a shot. Uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Might as well give it a try.
1: All right. Well, on that uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to sign off here. This is what's coming up in golf this week, the PGA Tour. We'll take a little trip to Asia. It's
3: the Ryan Moore Invitational, yes. Chantel.
1: Okay. Well, we all are looking forward to that, I can tell you guys. With all your enthusiasm, this show just can't even handle it. That I, also your want to g- I want to give a shout-out because I was at the Symmetra Tour Championship, and that was a really fun playoff between Allie McDonald and Nicole Brock-Larson. And Allie earned her tour card. Nicole didn't earn her tour card, but she is now able to skip second stage of qualifying school. So it was fun. I had a great time, and those ladies some serious but so congratulations to the 10 ladies who now have their lpga tour card for next season thanks for joining us we'll see you next monday on monday scramble
0: at bet 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every basket every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a three point at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line